BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. who's called Mal Evans. who's was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right, it's unjust, and Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out, or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE, or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It's Monday. It is, what? 
Don't be down about Monday. No, you know what? I'm not going to do that thing where it's Monday morning, Monday evening, whatever. Whatever part of Monday you're currently in and you're just miserable and somebody has to be like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> whatever. We're going to get through it. We're going to have a blast of a week. We're going to have a blast of a day today. We have a Nazi spy ring in America story I'll get to in a second. Pretty cool stuff. Very cool stuff. We have, well, guilt by association. Should we do it too? Should we not do it? I have actually very strong feelings on this whole pedophilia Joe Biden thing. I'll get to that here in just a few. White supremacy in guns. Is there some kind of a link there? Washington Post says there is. Oh, we've got all kinds of wild stuff today. You can follow me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You can call today 877-377-4373. You can email Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But first, Let's go back, 1930s. And I had this thinking. I've been watching everything the federal government is doing, everything they've done, packing the federal bureaucracy with people who hate you and I. You know, over 95% voting Democrat. It's just stag- It's staggering a nation would allow that to happen. And now... I mean, this set up all around us. We have the DHS deciding you're a terrorist. Anybody who was at the rallies a terrorist, white supremacy, anybody who hates Joe Biden's a potential terrorist. I mean, it's getting really bad out there. And it occurred to me, wow, that's really biased. I don't like that bias. You know, you don't like that bias. But the truth is, bias is really underrated. We'll get to that in a second. Back in the 1930s, here's what was happening in America. You know, the Soviets had their communist revolution. 1917, eventually the dirty commies took over the Soviet Union. And while this is obviously pretty much pre-Cold War, that was post-World War II to the 80s, that was the Cold War. But Pre-World War II, we don't talk about it much because there was so much going on back then. We had World War I and then the Roaring Twenties and then the Great Depression and World War II. And like any nation, and this is understandable, most people, they view history through the lens of how it affected either themselves personally or their own nation. You don't think that much about the rest of the world and you only hit your own high points. I do the same thing. Even for stories I've told on the show, I'll think back if it was a year and a half ago, I I might screw up some details, but I can give you the high points. We were very concerned about the spread of communism clear back before World War II. The world was concerned about it. Now, when I say concerned, I mean aggressively fighting against it. I mean in Europe, in South America, in the United States of America. It's not as if we woke up one day after they'd killed 100 million people in the 20th century and said, wow, this communism looks really bad. People knew right away, this is really bad. Whatever this communist thing is, it needs to be stopped. And 
One of the things that hit us so much and hit all of Europe, really, but hit the United States of America so much about communism was how aggressive they are with non-communists. I, I, I mean, it is. You've heard me say a thousand times, it's a religion of domination. It's not a political ideology. It was hitting people really hard. It's not that these communists, you know, they took over the Soviet Union and just wanted to oh, you just have communism in Russia. They wanted, almost demanded, everybody do it. You see, everyone has to do it. The, the base of its ideology is everybody has to do it or it doesn't work. We can't, ha- we can't have a big uh, capitalist country here. That's not right. That's not fair to all the workers. Everybody has to do it. And what was hitting us was how many spies we were finding here in the United States of America. And we knew they were here. And so the FBI started focusing hard on communism. This is the J. Edgar Hoover era where it was all about communism, all about communism. And J. Edgar Hoover starts digging in. But here's the thing about that, and you may feel different ways about it, and I'm not saying any way you feel about this is right or wrong. That involves the FBI violating the rights of an American citizen to root out an ideology. And now you see where it's getting uncomfortable, don't you? You see where they're going with this now at the FBI. They're trying to root out you and I. But if you were to ask me in a vacuum, do I want the Federal Bureau of Investigation rooting out communism? I would be all, yeah, I kind of do. But America had a much better, much different and much better frame of mind when it came to government and government power back during these times As a federal agency, you start going after American citizens, America's going to start chafing against that and chafing really hard. They started chafing very, very hard against the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I mean, they don't have a great reputation now with all the stuff they've pulled. In this era, they didn't have a great reputation either. Americans were extremely distrustful, as they should be, of a federal law enforcement arm with the power to destroy your life, destroying Americans' lives. Now, back then, they didn't have total control of anything, though, and the FBI knew they had to have some wins. Your organization, whether it be a corporation, government agency, whatever it is, starts looking real bad. It's time to get some W's. It's no different than you and your job, in your marriage, and your whatever you have. You've had a couple losses. Forget to take out the trash. Forget to feed the kids. Maybe you were a little rude to the old lady. Probably time to come home with some flowers. Just the way it is. They start digging in more to the Nazi problem in America, and this gets more complicated, too. We think of Nazis, obviously you think of World War II, you think of the Holocaust, you think of all the high points. But in the 1930s, the world was more conflicted. I'm not saying they embraced it, but the world was more conflicted about this nationalist socialism thing. And here's why. Well, 
They hadn't murdered six million Jews yet. They hadn't started a world war yet. Yeah, they looked awfully aggressive. That rhetoric, ugh, not that great. But there was a time post-World War I when Germany, which is one of these historic nations in the world, we had a ton of kinship because we had loads of German immigration in America, so we really felt a kinship with Germany. And post-World War I, there was not this American hatred of Germany, not overwhelming. We looked at their status after World War I, and we were sad about it. Germany was destroyed. Economy destroyed, people destroyed. You've seen the 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 image searches. If not, you can look it up of the Weimar Rep- Republic of people walking around with barrels full of cash because their currency was just destroyed. It was worth nothing. And we didn't, as Americans and, and much of Europe, we didn't look at that. Now, some people in Europe were happy about it, but most of us were all, oh, that sucks. That sucks. I want better for Germany. I want them to come back again. Well, they came back again. We'll go into that. I've got some hilarious emails and white supremacy and guns. Hang on. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. I know what you're thinking. Please, Jesse, don't do another segment on your radio show about taking care of your health. You know I don't beat you down with that. I never will because I don't take care of mine. Not too much. Not too much. I I don't take it over the top, but, man, I do have to take care of my heart, right? You have to take care of your heart. You have to. It's the only one you've got. You've never heard me come on here and browbeat you. You got to work out 90 hours a week and, and only eat kale. Uh, you should be taking super beets, though. I'm not asking you to do a lot. I'm asking you to essentially eat two fruit snacks once a day. Two super beets heart chews a day. Take care of your heart. Go to getsuperbeats.com slash jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. Get started. It's easy. Trust me. If I can do it, you can do it. GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Joe Biden has got to come out and denounce pedophilia. Close ties to the Joe Biden campaign. It's ugly stuff. But I didn't make these rules. I didn't make these rules. We'll get back to that in a second. But back to the Nazi spy ring, Nazis, all these things. So the FBI is having a bad reputation. In Germany in the 30s, we watched, the world watched as the National Socialists rose to power. And there was obviously concern there because Hitler was not a shrinking violet when it came to voicing his disdain for Jews. But he was achieving great success for Germany economically. So the world wasn't sure what to make of him yet. Remember, this is pre-Holocaust Hitler. 
Oh, man, he's kind of hateful. Oh, kind of effective. And it, people didn't know how to unpack that, right? They didn't know how to unpack it. But very similar to the commies, we started getting, well, an indication that Hitler was not a man who was just going to be content in Germany. We start finding out about some spying Germany's doing over here. We start busting spies over here. We bust one, actually Germany's head spy over here. He was getting on a ship. He had a, a, a case with him, and it was the kind of case people normally carry a submachine gun in. So they stop him, and they say, whoa, 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 where are you going? They force him to open up the case because they're worried it's a submachine gun. Turns out, no, it wasn't a submachine gun. It was much worse. It was a bunch of secret American documents he was, bore, he was getting on a ship to send to Germany. Get this. They bust the guy. And then let him go and tell him in three days he's got to come back to court. Well, obviously, they didn't, in their defense, they didn't realize they'd busted some German spy master. He quickly gets on the phone, gets a hold of a pilot. They fly him to Canada. He escapes. Nevertheless, they still dig through the papers and they're thinking, uh-oh, this might not be good. And the Nazis start recruiting informants over here. And let's talk for a moment about recruiting informants and what that means because that's still what spies do to this day. Now, I understand this is going to be very, very difficult for people to take in, especially dudes. I take that back. Women will be fine with this. Dudes, this is hard for us to take in. I've always hated this fact. Spies aren't really the James Bond types. It sucks. I want there to be these super soldier spies out there with, with gadgets in their shoes and stuff. And yes, there are some spy gadgets and stuff. But in general, spying involves simply recruiting somebody to feed you information. You're not a super spy rappelling down the side of the Kremlin and using these special glass-cutting gadgets to worm your way through and plant an earbud in the guy's telephone. No. I mean, there's some of that, but really, for the most part, you're just trying to find some poor, desperate schlub who works there and recruiting him to be on your team and feed you information with the promise of citizenship, money, power, any of the other bad things men love, and that's really what spying is. That's really what spying is. And uh, th there are other parts to it. You know, the Russians really did, really, really did the honeypot spying thing. They were all into that. This is a family show, so I'm not going to go into all the details there. Let's just say the use of, of women... To go after the vices of men is extremely effective. Yes, Eric Swalwell with the Chinese spy woman. That's a great example. That's honeypot spying. So that, that stuff existed, but for the most part, there's not the James Bond stuff, and that sucks. But that's what they were doing here. They were finding people to recruit here, and this is one of the really cool parts of this story. I'm not going to take forever on this story today, but one of the cool parts is early on, Hitler thought of America as if we would be some kind of an ally. 
Uh, he thought in his twisted up brain we'd be an ally because he thought, you know, the all the German Americans here, all the Nordic Americans here were probably the cream of the crop. You know, it was a real white thing, real white power thing. Ah, oh, they got all the best of the white Europeans. America's going to be on our side. So he starts really going after all the Germans that he can in America, all the American Germans. Remember, for the longest time, the German-American population was like the largest immigrant group, especially in the Midwest. Even in the Midwest to this day, you'll see German restaurants and everything. Everyone's just huge German influence. And it always makes me proud when I think about this. He was rejected hugely. The Nazis were rejected hugely by the American Germans. They didn't think of themselves really as German. They loved Germany. They wanted the best for Germany. They had relatives in Germany. They loved that. But they were Americans. People came here purposely to be Americans. And they may have loved Germany. They didn't love Nazism. That wasn't what Germany was. That wasn't what Germany was supposed to be. And it's funny, Chris Chris asked, you know, well, how did, I mean, how did, how does Hitler think that we're inferior, but we run the world? Because, you know, Jewish producer Chris is obviously Jewish. Well, it's, it's a great part of the story, a little side note part of the story. Hitler starts out in the 30s thinking we're going to be an ally and ends up by the late 30s hating our guts, saying, well, they must be run by the Jews because he couldn't get enough people on his side over here. It's kind of cool, right? We, we rejected it. We was like, nah, we're not all about that. We don't, we don't do that here. He actually, early on, when he thought we were going to be an ally, he had his spies coming up with a kill list of Jews in America that they were going to kill whenever we came onto their side. How about that? Wow, right? So eventually he stops trying to gain a friend. Gets a man named Eric Fiza in charge, and he's now the spy master really over here. And what they're doing is, like I said before, they're recruiting. They're really going after Defense Department employees. Why? Well, here's the kind of things they want. One, they wanted a code-breaking machine, They wanted, our, and they got one from us. They wanted bombing scopes. And let's pause for a moment on bombing scopes. We think of bombing, aerial bombing today, understandably so, as being very accurate, and it is. It was not that way in the 30s and 40s. You were up at, and I forget what level they bombed at. I do think they bombed from 30,000 feet, but don't quote me on that. I didn't look it up. I think they did, but they bombed from very, very high. And you have to think about this. What technology was available? Not much. You were looking down from the bomber with a high-powered scope, crosshairs in the scope, and hitting a button. And you're dropping not a bomb, especially from our heavy-duty bombers. You're dropping tons of bombs down there. Inaccurate doesn't even put it into words. And it was, look, it's really ugly. Look, even if you, even if you nailed it right and didn't make any mistakes, think about the, the length of time it takes to drop a bunch of bombs and the distance a plane will travel over the ground. That area is gone now. And that's not even taken into account wind that would blow up. I mean, it, it is, it was really ugly. The carpet bombing stuff is really ugly. I'm not saying it wasn't necessary. It was, but we killed a lot of civilians. Britain did too. Germany did too. It was just the way it was. 
It was the way it was. And it also wasn't, you know, 1600. This is the 1930s. We didn't want that kind of collateral damage, and neither did Germany. Why? Well, we'll go into why here in just a second, and then we'll get to this Joe Biden pedophilia stuff. Don't worry. I won't make it gross. Hang on. never completely ready to adopt a teen for late nights writing english papers for your teen's music taste for dinners where they talk more on their phone than with you for the first time they call you mom you're never completely ready to adopt a teen and you can't imagine the reward to learn more about adopting a teen visit adoptuskids.org brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services adopt u.s kids and the ad council Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Florida also led and continues to lead on protecting the livelihoods of our people. While so many other states kept locking people down, Florida lifted people up. We believe every job is essential. If you work in a restaurant, we have your back. If you are a hairstylist, we protect your right to earn a living. And if you are a parent, we ensure your kids have the right to attend school in person. Lockdowns do not work. School closures have been disastrous, yet even today, we see across our country businesses shuttered, lives ruined, and schools closed. Indeed, in major parts of the country, students might not return to in-person instruction until the fall. Florida schools are open. Every Floridian has a right to work. All businesses have a right to operate, and Florida is better for it. Heavy D bringing the pain down there. What, Chris? That's Governor DeSantis. That's Heavy D. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Am I 100% sure he's going to be the guy? Absolutely not. I'm way too cynical, way too jaded, and it's way too early. I'm always ready to be disappointed, but with a nickname like Heavy D... How can he lose? What, Chris? What? You focus on the issues, okay? I'll worry about the nicknames. I am Sombrero Jesse, after all. Now, why were countries, even like Germany, so worried about collateral damage? Let's not not kid ourselves. Hitler, I mean, and FDR, they weren't tossing and turning because some civilians died. These... Men who reach that level of power don't think like that for the most part. 
there's only been one guy who reached a significant level of power who really, really cared about the little, little guy, and Chris's people killed him. What, Chris? Sorry. What? In, in all seriousness, guys who lead nations like that. And some people will say it's a good thing, but they don't worry about the individual as much. They were worried about collateral damage because this was the era of the photograph. It wasn't just that there were journalists everywhere. There were photographs. There were telegrams. You bomb out some civilians now. That word gets out really, really quickly around the world, and you look terrible. It's one of the things that hurt Japan so much in World War II. Remember, we talked about it a million times. They're still in the dark ages with their military mentality. Well, yes, we took over Nanking, and we tortured and killed and raped everybody. What's wrong? That's what you do. Uh, no, no, buddy. That's, that's what the world always did. This is the era of the photograph and the telegram now, and now everybody thinks you're demons. The world had moved on. They had not moved on. So they were worried about that. So they were gathering things like bombing scopes. The Germans were trying to get our code-breaking machines for obvious reasons. They were trying to get and did get new fighter plane designs. And let's pause for another brief moment as I try to wrap up this story. Fighter plane design is such a funny thing. Somebody asked me on Friday. if It was a great Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. If you missed it, every show's podcasted on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. But somebody asked me on Friday is for the Ask Dr. Jesse questions, what would be your MOS? Would you want to be a fighter pilot back in World War II? No. And this is part of the reason why. If you look through the various stories of the history of fighter pilots, and maybe it's the same today. I'm not an expert on this stuff today. Fighter planes, fighter pilots. There were so many times where the pilot would be just as good or better than his opponent, but his plane simply wasn't. That he would get in a fight in the, you know, the middle of the sky that he couldn't possibly win because their plane was just better, just did this better, just did that better. And there were many, many times where they were facing each other for the first time So he's going into this fight that he can't possibly win, and he doesn't know it. He thinks it's going to be fine. I'm trained. I'm good. Everything's fine. And then she's right behind me, and oh, no, I'm on fire in the middle of the air. This fighter plane design stuff, stealing plane designs, stealing ship designs, which they did. They also stole the design of a destroyer was a really big deal. And the Germans didn't want to really telegram much of this stuff, although they did telegram some because of that little incident in World War I where Germany got busted telegramming Mexico, telling them to attack us from the rear. Kind of brought the U.S. into the war. That's, that's, that's kind of the thing we're going to rely on. But the Germans are paying defense contractor employees. And if you, if you have any involvement today or aware at all about the defense industry and how gigantic it is and profitable it is because of our tax money, but we don't have to go into that right now, just know that the security measures at these defense industries are enormous. Well, what's wild is so often when you see something that's really, really secure, you don't think about it, but... There was a time where it wasn't, and we got burned really bad for it. The defense industry back then in America, we were so safe 
from foreign attack and had been for so long, they simply didn't prioritize securing their stuff. It just wasn't something you worried about. Well, yeah, we're building a new missile. Oh, you want to come see it? That's it was just it's that kind of crazy. Now, America, remember, was trying really, really, really hard to stay neutral in World War II. The history of the United States of America, please, if you don't listen to another word I say for three hours today, listen to this. The history of the United States of America is a history of neutrality, staying out of foreign wars. I don't I don't care if you think that's some Ron Paul nuttery or something today. Read George Washington's farewell address. That's what the country was founded on. Mind our own business. We'll trade with everybody. We don't want a huge army. We just want to mind our own business. If they come over here starting stuff, then we can deal with that. We really want to be left alone. It was I mean they, they our founders were emphatic about it. Up to World War I, we had to practically be yanked into that war. And even then, post-World War I, Americans were very bitter that we went to the war. Because remember, we lost a bunch of dudes in World War I. Way more guys than we were used to losing. Americans post-World War I were all, okay, well, let's go ahead and never do that again, ever. So we're really trying to stay neutral. But these Germans, Germany has a history of this. You know I love Germany. Obviously, we have to you know, point out some flaws, but you know I love Germany. But they have a history of being a little brutal. And I don't know, when I say a little brutal, I'm not talking about war atrocities. I just mean a more brutal, severe, direct people. Like what they did in World War I when they're trying to invade France. They invaded neutral Belgium first and just told them, step aside. If you don't step aside, we'll start killing you. And they did. Started killing them. Well, Germany couldn't keep itself from being too aggressive here. There was a big German-American industrialist working on some chemical weapons for us out of San Francisco. The Germans approached him. Hey, I want this technology. I want this information. To this guy's credit, he said, actually, you can go pound sand. I'm not giving you anything. The Germans kidnapped his wife and daughter and murdered them both. Didn't know about this, did you? Which brings us to a man by the name of Leon Tarou. Who was Leon Tarou? Well, there's an interesting thing about Leon Tarou. He was born in Poland. He was a Jew. He was also an FBI agent. Why was that important? Well... We'll get to that as we wrap up this story, and we'll get to Joe Biden, what he must announce now and forevermore. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. 
Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. President Biden himself has any thoughts on this? If, uh, permanent fencing is the right answer, or does it project uh, the wrong picture to the American public? I'm not sure we're going to have any comment on that specifically, but I'm happy to talk to our uh, national security, homeland security team if we have anything further to add. <laughs> Let's circle back on that. Oh, Joe Biden. All right. Let's wrap this thing up here. So Leon Taru was born in Poland. He was a Jew. But his real name wasn't Taru. He changed his name, as many immigrants did when he came to America. His real name was like Tarofsky or something like that. It's something very similar to that. I can't pronounce names. Decided to hide the fact he was a Jew. There was still obviously plenty of anti-Semitism in America then. And he was recruited by J. Edgar Hoover. And this is an era where the FBI was heavily recruiting. They were trying to find the best people and recruit them. They say they still do that at CIA and FBI today. I have plenty of friends in those organizations. The recruiting is not that. It's just as bad as you can possibly imagine. What we really need, do we have any black gay people? It, it's just as bad as you can imagine. Back then... They were hunting down the best of the best, appealing to their patriotism, telling them to come in. He recruits Leon Taru. J. Edgar Hoover does. Joins the FBI. Leon Taru, as a Jew, has a unique level of interest in a German, in a Nazi spy ring in America. He applies his focus there. And he ends up finding out about a plot to kidnap and murder an American general. He ends up finding out about all these things. He busts a Nazi spy, brings him in. And here's the thing about Leon Taru. He was a world-class liar, which made him a world-class interrogator. He brought in this Nazi spy was able to interrogate him extensively. And because he told so many lies to the guy, you know, little white lies about we'll do this, you'll do that. He brought down lots of the Nazi spy ring in America. And when I say brought it down, I mean this. We actually only ended up arresting four of them, but that's because a New York Police Department cop 
leaked the information that we were busting the spy ring and all the Nazi spies in America got on a boat and went back to Germany and escaped. So we don't know how much total stuff they got off with. But back to Taru. This applies very much to today, to the right, to how you have to fight. We talk a lot on the right about doing things the right way. We have to do things the right. We can't be like them. We have to we have to do the right thing. Shouldn't we do the right thing? Well, let me ask you something. Do you want Nazi spies in World War II to be arrested in the United States of America or don't you? Leon Tarou didn't do the right thing. He lied. Even today, uh a big gang bust of some kind. Do you want the cops to tell lies? Or don't you? Because they have to tell lies to get that done, right? Do you want the cops to work with convicted felons and killers and bad people to recruit them to be informants or not? There's a story. You know what? Maybe I'll do a show on him. There's, this, there's a, a bunch of stuff out there about a man named Frank Collada. How do you think we took down the Chicago Mafia and the Midwest Mafia and their involvement in Las Vegas? You know how the mob really helped build Vegas and all this, and we ended up busting them? You know how we busted that whole thing? Well, we recruited Frank Collada. Frank Collada was a murderer, admitted several times over. Was that the right thing? Should we work with murderers? We get so obsessed with the right thing doing things the right way, we seem to have lost focus on the fact if we don't win, none of that matters. We must defeat the left or we're finished, absolutely finished. They are trying to destroy every single thing you love. That's what communists do. This left is no different. That's their goal in life. Do you think we should defeat them? Every single one of you is saying, yep, I do. Okay. Do you, what do you think we should do in order to defeat them? Only the right things? Or anything? How much do you want to defeat them? Do you really want to defeat them or do you only want to fight them up to the point you have to do something uncomfortable and then you don't want to really do it anymore? This is uncomfortable. I'd rather just lose. Tell me. If you don't tell me, that's fine. Fine. Ask yourself that question because you're going to have to answer it very shortly. Very, very shortly. I'll tell you how this applies to Joe Biden and everything else. In just a second. Hang on. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, 
your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Seven seven three seven seven four three seven three eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. There's something out there, a big story out there right now I think we should be using to attack Joe Biden. Yes, I said attack. Go on the off, go on the offensive. Politically go after this man now. Now, are you comfortable with going on the offensive? And many people are not, especially on the right, because you have been on the defensive and trained to only be on the defensive for decades and decades and decades. You know, the the, the Republican answer is always, no, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. No, that's crazy. Leftists, we can't do that. Why is that our mentality? Why aren't they on their heels? Why aren't they playing defense, worried about saying no to us? I'll tell you what story I'm talking about in just a second. It's time. Jesse Kelly returns next. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Banacarum, here to announce a new season of our show, In Retrospect. Which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.